Welcome to the Golden Age of Cardboard podcast, where we remember a time when stacks of cards were held together with rubber bands and Mickey Mantles were put in bike spokes. We hope you will enjoy and reminisce as you come along with us as we tell stories about the baseball cards from the Golden Age of Baseball. We will examine the state of the vintage baseball card market and talk to some of the greatest collectors in the hobby. You won't be hearing us talk about any chrome or shiny cards here. Now, to take you on this retrospective journey, here's your host, direct from the shallow end of the gene pool, my son, Mike Moynihan. Yo and hello everybody, Mike here. Welcome to another episode of the Golden Age of Cardboard Podcast, a weekly show where hopefully you'll learn something about vintage, you'll learn something about the hobby, and uh, overall you're just entertained at least a little bit. I sure hope so. And today I'm going to do a solo episode today. I don't know how long it's going to be, you know, but I want to go through my personal plan for the 2023 national. I think it's important when you go to any big show, especially the national, given how big it is and how much is there, that you need to have a plan. It may not be the final plan. It may not work at all. It may not, a whole lot of things may change. You need to be flexible and malleable with your plan. But the reality is for me, I need to have you know, kind of like, okay, here are some things that I'm kind of looking for more earnestly than I am everything else. And for me, that's something that I I really have to control because I get in there, I get wide-eyed, I get overwhelmed every time, no matter how many times I've been, it's the same thing. And so you have to be careful. For me, I have, oh, I don't know. Let me look. I'm going to need my glasses anyway, so I might as well put them on now. Uh, my want list of cards that I want to fill different pieces for different projects that I'm working on, etc., is 635 cards are on it. So no question, I'm going to be able to find stuff that I that I want slash need to add to the collection. Uh, definitely, that's true. Uh, my budget right now for the national is still kind of fluid. I don't know exactly how much I'm going to take. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, as all of us juggle the personal demands on our funds, the hobby demands on our funds. Again, I don't use the hobby to fund my hobby. I use my paycheck to fund my hobby. And so there's just some things that Julie and I want to do personally that are coming up that may affect how much I actually bring to the national, but regardless, I'm going to be able to buy plenty of stuff and have a great time. I think people think you need lots of money to have fun at the national. And that's not necessarily true. You can have lots of fun uh, on, on very little money at the national because the other thing that I, you know, part of my plan is to meet new people and make more connections within the hobby. It is always fun to, meet people that enjoy the show, uh, that might watch me on other things, chasing cardboard, bench clear, baseball collector, whatever it is. Uh, it's always fun to meet people that have, that somehow have gotten something out of something I've said on a video. 
that is humbling and always awesome. So if you see me at the show, absolutely feel free. Stop me. Say hello. You're not bothering me. None of that stuff. Uh, I am there to meet people and look at cards. So both can happen. Uh, ironically, a lot of that happened simultaneously. So uh, to finish out the people thing, I know we, we harp on that a lot. I harp on that a lot overall, but you know, it's a giant family reunion as we, as Eric likes to say, and it's true. It's just feels like every year the family grows and there's just more and more people. So my plan on things I'm hunting for, uh, there's a few aspects of the national that are unique. I, I don't always get autographs when I go to a show because typically the prices are, are kind of nuts. And that's true for sure. This year at the national, the, the price list has come out for all the autographs. And it's like, Oh my gosh, but there are three that I plan on getting. Uh, and I, I only, I typically will only get autographs at a show on either rookie cards or custom projects like the custom Perez steel cards that I'm doing for newer hall of famers. Uh, so I'm going to get this Frank Thomas signed his, uh, public price is a hundred dollars. So to get that signed is $100 <laughs> Trevor Hoffman. I want to get, again, he doesn't sign a ton and he's $99 hundred dollars. Uh, and then the great Harold Baines want to get his signature on my custom Perez steals that I have done. He is $65. And hopefully I can utilize some connections that I have to get a little bit shaved off of those prices. We will see. Um, you never know till you get there. I always plan on it being full, having to pay full boat, full price for them, but maybe, We'll see if I can get them cheaper. I'm drinking some coffee this morning. Mm. You know, by the time you guys are listening to this, if you're listening on release day, we are basically five weeks from the show opening. It, it'll be five weeks from Wednesday. That's crazy that it'll be here before we know it. And I think it's important that you, given you still have enough time, right? You can kind of think through some things. A lot of people might... My list probably won't change. There are years in the past where my list has changed because I might pick up one of the cards in between now and the national. I mean, it's still five weeks and you never know when something cheap is going to come on eBay. I'm just not looking a ton on eBay right now, trying to prepare for the national, just busy with other things. And it, that's just the way it is. So unlikely that I will fill any of these holes between now and then, but if I do great, one less thing I have to look for at the national. So along with the autos that I plan on getting done at the show, I also am always looking for autographs on my want list. There are multiple autograph projects that I'm working on, whether it's player era autographs, you know, autographs of Hall of Famers on cards from their playing days. Those are abundant at the National, it feels like. There's literally dealers that that's all they'll have. And so I'll have a checklist with those that I currently own and simply make sure that I'm not duplicating things up. That's always critical for me to have lists. And I'll, I will definitely print a list of my, the 635 cards that are on that list of which ironically, none of the player era autos are on that list. That's a separate list. So, cause that's not something that 
I necessarily like if I can find them, find them cheap. Yeah, I'll pick them up. Uh, last year, I was able to pick up a bunch, you know, and in the ten to twelve dollar range. It's like, yes, I'll do that all day. So that's a separate list. But I do have my six hundred and thirty five card list ready to go print out. Maybe it changes a couple of cards between now and then, but that that'll be ready printed in my hand. Uh, I'll have access to it on a Google Doc as well, but I always keep a physical list with me just in case, in case I can't get internet, in case, who knows? I always want to have a backup, be redundant, have redundant systems in place to make your show experience easier. Uh, I'll use my PSA inventory quite a bit, you know, pulling that up and looking to see if I have a certain card. I'll use VCP a lot while I'm there eBay a lot while I'm there looking up uh, recently sold items. I hate the word comps, but you know, recently sold so I can make sure, okay, are we in the ballpark or is this just nuts? Um, so I'm always looking for, again, player error autographs. I'm looking for any press steel type things I have, whether it's great moments cards, which is the bigger T3 looking cards or the hall of fame postcards, which again, I'm down to on that kind of a project on both of those projects, actually the tougher ones, the kind of more expensive ones. So you'll definitely see them there. There's tons of pretty steel stuff there, guys with entire sets that are signed and crazy, crazy cool stuff. So I'll definitely find them. It's, it's, can I find them at the right price? and make that work uh diamond king's autos always looking for those of hall of famers when i'm there those are less common than pro steel stuff but certainly there will be enough there where i might maybe able to pick up a couple of those and then always five star autographs of hall of famers that i need for different runs uh i have a long list of those on my spreadsheet so those are those are part of the all the Press steel stuff, Diamond Kings, five star autos, they are part of my 635 list, my kind of master want list, as I will say. Um, okay, individual cards that I'm looking for. Uh, you know, the answer is any of them. <laughs> That's the real answer. But there are some cards that, uh, that either fill slots, finish out runs, do different things that I think will that I'm kind of like going, okay, I'd really like to get this card because of X reason. And I'll go through some of those. Uh, these are in kind of chronological order, oldest to newest. My first one is the 1933 DeLon Gehrig. It has been far too long for me not to have that card. It is gone crazy price. I think it's a very, very cool card. Uh, I have Gehrig's 33 Gaudi. I have his 34 Gaudi. This is kind of the next key card that's reasonably affordable that I think I can get. Like this would be kind of the big card I would get at the show is the 33 DeLong Gehrig. It is uh, part of 300 great cards by the by Mike Payne. It's uh, a Lou Gehrig card, my favorite player. So it kind of fills uh, some big holes in, in my collection that I, that I would really love to add one of those. The next card down is the 1941 Playball Pee Reese. That is a Hall of Fame rookie that I do not have. It is a 300 great cards card. So again, another card that, that fills a big hole. The Reese has been on my list, I think the last 
three years. It's and I've just haven't picked one up, and I have regrets there because every year the the price of that card and the grade I would kind of target is up and up and up, and it doesn't seem to be uh, retreating at all. But you know, there will be several copies of that card. Both the DeLong and the Reese are going to be cards that there won't be hundreds of them in the show. There might be eight to 10 of them in the show. So that that's another thing that drives, um, you know, I don't need an eight. There might be some really high end ones in there. We'll see. I'm, I'm looking for low grade stuff on those. Sorry, coffee, elixir of life necessary to wake up. Another thing I'm really going to be looking for a lot is graded Hall of Famers in the 1950 Bowman set. That's one of those that I've kind of neglected. Uh, I've finished so many Hall of Fame runs recently, especially in the 50s, ironically. And 50 Bowman's just one of those that I haven't intentionally kind of missed it, but it just, it's just it's flown under the radar for me. And I need 20 Hall of Famers for that. Uh, and, and a lot of them are super cheap, not, not crazy expensive. So the idea that I could find some of those and start lowering the, the number from 20 down to some other more reasonable number in terms of 1950 Bowman that I need, that would be great. I'm going to be absolutely looking for those and trying to add those. Uh, 1955 Bowman, Richie Ashburn and Bob Feller. Those are the last two cards that I need for the 1955 Bowman. Hall of Famer run. And so when I get close on any run, it's kind of this funny thing. If I'm either really far away or I'm really close, that piques my interest. That gets me thinking more uh, intentionally about that. So in this case, it's the latter, the 50 Bowman. I need a lot. So I'm like, let's, let's, let's chop that down a little 55 Bowman. I only need the two. Uh, the, I, <laughs> so funny how we remember things that we regret. Literally a month ago, there was a 55 Bowman Feller PSA three, maybe a four. I can't remember. Low, lower grade, but it was like $35 buy it now. And I didn't buy it. And I was like, oh, I'll get that later. You know, I was busy doing something else. And by the time I came back, it was snatched up and I'm not shocked, but just like, dang it. I'm not going to probably find one that cheap again. So shame on me for not seizing the moment. But I'll be looking for those two cards as well. 1965 tops, Tony Oliva. That's the last card I need for the 65 top set. When you have guys like Oliva, even like Jim Cott, Gil Hodges, the uh, Mini Minoso, these guys that have gotten in the last couple of years, their number of graded cards that are out there are significantly lower than the well-established Hall of Famers. People just simply didn't send them in, and there's just not a ton out there. I wonder if that'll be different now. It feels like, you know, as, as grading has loosened up over the last year and a half in terms of prices coming down, people more likely to send in quote unquote lower end cards, you know, not high price cards, not the mantles, the maze, the errands kind of stuff. Maybe there's more of those that are going to be available. You know, I need a Gil Hodges rookie, 49 Bowman. That's a, that's kind of a big card. I didn't put that on my list, but definitely one I'm looking for. I uh, probably should add that to my list to kind of go, hey, radar up on that. But, you know, those kinds of players uh, I'm going to be looking for because I'm missing tons and tons of them in the different runs. But the 65 Oliva is a cool card. It's a it's his rookie cup card. Uh, it's, it's just a great looking card. 
and I need it for 65. It's my last Hall of Famer that I need for 65. So I really want to kind of knock that out. So you not only not only do I really kind of go, okay, what cards do I need to finish a certain year? But then I look at just player runs in general. And sometimes I'm close on a player run. I'm looking really hard for the 72 tops Johnny Bench. I need the regular and the inaction, but I, I'm really kind of focused on the regular because that'll be my the last uh, base issue tops card of Johnny Bench that I need to finish his run. I uh, have all the others. And so 72, again, one of those that's just eluded me kind of with so much to get, it's easy for things to kind of get pushed to the side or not prioritized. But the 72 jo tops Johnny Bench, that's kind of the, the, the newest card that I'm specifically targeting. And something that I've been seeing, if you if you watch the Baseball Collector channel, you kind of see the things I'm picking up on a regular basis. So if, you, if that's kind of the, your, your jam and you want to see that, that's all done on my Baseball Collector channel. And this is more just educating, talking through the hobby in general on, on this show, vintage specifically. But if on Baseball Collector, I've been picking up a lot of cheap slabs lately and, and mostly from the 80s. It feels like those things are a still being sent in, which is great because it just provides more opportunity for collectors to buy them like myself and the prices have come down. So I've been buying, filling a lot of eighties holes. And so I'm hoping that that's something uh, that I can do at the national as well. A bunch of any tons of eighties cards still of all the famers for different runs and, and sets and stuff. And so I'm, kind of like I just put cheap 80 slabs that's kind of like hopefully I can find some and and look for you know tables that might just have an entire box of them or who knows you know uh it's it's really cool to hunt and then so if, if that's my kind of target list it's a lot of stuff by the way if you think about all the autos and not a ton of individual cards but a lot of cards period uh no doubt absolutely zero doubt in my mind that i'm going to find stuff at the show that i buy that i hadn't even thought that i would want in my collection that's one of the fun things about the show is discovering and going wow i would really like to add xyz card uh pick what it is it feels like every year at the national that happens to me where I pick up something that wasn't even on my radar, that wasn't even on my list on my anything. And it doesn't have to be part of the 635. In fact, you know, there's a lot of people that say focus is important and that's true. At the same time, I think it's important to buy cards that you like, that you're going to enjoy that are part of your collection and, that's kind of what happens to me at the show is I find these things that don't fit anything other than they're just awesome and I want to add them. Uh, so I'm excited to see what that brings, what that might be this year, uh, what I bring home that I didn't plan to. So that's, again, kind of the plan going in. As I said at the very beginning, those plans might change. Uh, the idea is hanging out with friends, meeting new people. You know, I'm staying in a hotel suite with, uh, you know, four of my best friends in the hobby. And I'll have plenty of other best friends in the hobby there. But 
you know, Garrett, Eric, or not Eric, he's not staying with us. Garrett, Andy, JT, and Mike, uh, and then Mike, and another Mike. There's actually going to be three Mikes in the room. There's actually six of us. It's going to be packed and awesome, but we have a sweet multi, uh, multiple bedroom sweet thing that Garrett found and reserved last year. So I'm excited to see that Garrett hasn't been to a national in a long time. Uh, Andy and I travel to the national typically every year together, but we're not this year. He's going from uh, Oklahoma city. I'm going straight from DFW. So we won't actually fly together, but we'll get there around the same time. I'll be there Tuesday through Saturday. So I've got plenty of days to walk around. I'm a little, uh, both excited and apprehensive about the change in the floor plan in terms of how much bigger it is. It, I'm so glad that I'm going to have multiple days to get through it because I feel like I'm going to need it. Uh, one last thing, there are cards that I have that I would love to grade at the national. I think the last two, three, four years, maybe I've graded a, a few cards every year at the national with PSA. The last few years, the prices have been just silly. As of the time I'm shooting this video, PSA has not revealed what their at-the-show price is. It's super great to bring a card, get it slabbed, and get it back and take it home at the show. There's something really cool about that, and I will pay a premium for that. Yeah, it'd be cheaper probably for me to mail it in, but the reality is I only have a couple of cards that I want to do that with. And so we'll see uh, to be determined if I'm going to grade any cards at the show, it all depends on price because the cards that I want to grade this year, none of them are, are high dollar cards. They're all um, in the hundred to $200 range. And if it costs a hundred dollars by PSA to get them graded, then no, there's no point. That's just silly. I'll just wait and continue to accumulate cards to send in. Uh, and, and get a bulk price at some point. So we'll see if I'm going to grade any cards. It's again, you got so many cool uh, itches that you can scratch in your hobby life at the national. You've got hanging out with people, meeting new people. You've got, if you're an auto guy, you've got plenty of, I mean, the list of football, basketball, baseball players, non-sports guys at the show is unbelievable. If you like buying just autographed cards, there's, there everywhere vintage modern ultra modern whatever your jam is they will do it they will have it and that's the, the the great thing will they have it at the price you're willing to pay that's a different story we shall see how prices are and how how negotiable dealers are we will see uh so hopefully i can get a couple of cards graded at the national again always a fun thing so that's just kind of an overview of my thoughts my my plan. I like to put it out there because as the show goes on, I, I will actually go back and watch this and see how, how close to my guns I stuck in terms of sticking to the plan. We shall see. Uh, so again, if you're going to the national, I hope you have a great time. If you see me, I hope you stop me and say hello. And yeah, that is it for today. We'll see you guys next week for another episode. Thank you so much for watching. As always, keep collecting. See ya.